Hey there, and welcome to Vibrancy with ADHD. Trying to improve our health and wellness with ADHD can feel like an uphill battle. Neurotypical advice tends to be complicated, rigid, and quite honestly, kind of boring. Us ADHDers thrive off of fun and need to be supported by people who just get us and the way our brain works. And most importantly, we need to feel encouraged and inspired instead of shamed. No falling off of any hypothetical wagons here. I'm Chelsea Eithoven and I'm a health and mindset coach who was diagnosed with ADHD at age 30. Stick around and together we can explore, learn and play our way to a more vibrant lifestyle. Hey bestie, what is up? Welcome back to episode seven of Vibrancy with ADHD. I'm so happy you're here today and I am gonna talk about something that is something that I've thought about for quite a while. And that is like, is consistency even possible with ADHD? Hmm, what do you think? I'm so curious. Think about it while we talk about my hyper-focus of the week. So my hyper-focus of the week is, it's kind of building off of the podcast that I did, I recorded a couple weeks ago about hacking your environment. So after recording that podcast, I realized that I had hacked my environment in so many ways in terms of my health and wellness, but that is no longer the area that I struggle with and that I need help with, right? And I've talked about it many times on this podcast. You guys know I keep it real, but the area I do struggle with is work (laughs) and motivation to get my booty to work. My office is right here in my house, which I am so insanely lucky for to have. And sometimes even just getting myself upstairs to my office is such a struggle. And so I had the thought after I recorded that podcast, I figured out all these environmental hacks to improve my health and wellness, to drink more water, to exercise regularly, to start enjoying cooking and make cooking easier, all these things. What what is an environmental hack that I could do to help me get upstairs and work (laughs) and not just sit on my couch and scroll TikTok. So that brings us to my hyper focus of the week. And it's just this one small environmental change that I made that I know if you're listening and you have ADHD, you might struggle with this as well, especially if you work from home. So I wanted to share it with you because really my hyper focus has been trying to figure out all these environmental hacks, kind of like when I learned this and started doing it with all my health and wellness habits. Now I'm learning it and starting to do it with all of my work habits. And this one in particular that I'm about to share has helped so much. So the biggest issue was in the morning, what I was doing was I was waking up and drinking my coffee and I would wake up, brush my teeth, come out, make my cup of coffee and my big old cup of water and sit on the couch and I would read for a little while. And sometimes I would read, sometimes I would scroll Instagram or whatever, just giving myself some time to quote unquote, wake up. You know, sometimes I would do a morning routine type situation. I've kind of 
gotten away from that. I go, I fall in and out of it. It's just, I kind of do it when I feel like I need it, but it's not a consistent thing for me, the morning routine, which I actually shared my style of morning routine that I do on a previous podcast. But again, it's not something that like I feel I need to do every day. Otherwise my day is just horrible, right? Because I'm lucky enough to work for myself and kind of get to control my whole day. And it's not like the rest of my day, I'm out of control. I'm getting off topic. Anyways, so the thing that I did that has actually helped me go from just feeling stuck downstairs and never wanting to go upstairs and some days literally not getting up here until noon versus now I am upstairs and literally working by 7.15 a.m., was this environmental change. So here's what I did. I figured out that the real issue was actually just getting upstairs. Once I'm upstairs and I'm sitting at my desk, totally fine. We're good to go. So I was like, okay, how can I change my environment to get myself upstairs? And I actually had a conversation with my husband about this and he helped me think of this. So what what I did was, first of all, now I plug my phone in upstairs. (laughs) So I physically take my phone, plug it in upstairs. Okay. So that's step one at night before I go to bed, which is sometimes annoying, but you know, just, we just do it. So plug it in upstairs and then this is the real key. Okay. So it's plugged in upstairs. So that's motivation to get up here because obviously I want to check things that happened overnight and yada, yada. So I set my alarm in my bedroom for seven o'clock when I want to wake up and that wakes me up. And then I brush my teeth and do all the usual things, get my coffee. And then I set an alarm on my phone for 7.15 a.m. So I have 15 minutes to kind of get myself situated and then I go upstairs by 7.15 a.m. Because if I'm not and I'm still downstairs dilly-dallying or whatever, an alarm is going to be going off. And how freaking annoying is that? Is like you're sitting downstairs trying to read or whatever and there's an alarm going off. So that has helped tremendously, tremendously. And I just wanted to share that with you in case you wanted to try it. And I did tell myself as well, I could come upstairs and sit at my desk and I can still read if I want to upstairs. But actually what happens is I get upstairs and I want to plan out my day and then I want to get started on things because the hardest part was just getting up here. So I want to share that with you. Most of the time, the stuff that I share with you in the podcast section, like the topic that I've chose of the day is my tried and true stuff that I have studied and learned about and put into practice and know that it works for years. And the stuff in the hyper focus of the week that I'm talking about is just my latest obsession. So it might not be tried and true. I have only done this for like a week so far. It's not tried and true yet, but the hyper focus of the week is just my place to share with you these fun little things that I'm trying that you can try for yourself as well if you're interested in it. Okay, so that's the hyper focus of the week. Now let's dive into talking about consistency. I gotta find a new way to say that because I say let's dive in every single time and it drives me crazy. So I got to think about another way to say that, but I never think about it until it's too late. So alas. Okay, so let's talk about consistency. I bet so many of you just 
love that word, don't you? Can you sense my sarcasm? (laughs) So let's figure out the answer to this question. Is consistency possible for those of us with ADHD? Now, I'm going to go ahead and make a broad statement here that some of you may agree with and some of you may not. But consistency for those of us with ADHD looks a little different than consistency for a neurotypical. What are your thoughts on that? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Does that bring up any kind of feelings for you? Does that make you feel like, well, I can do anything a neurotypical can? Well, that's not true because that doesn't mean, then that means I can't ever reach my goals. What does that kind of bring up in you? I'm just so curious. Or does it make you feel like, oh, well, great. Now I have this kind of like built-in excuse, you know, I can't be consistent. My consistency looks different. I'm just curious. I think things, probably different things are coming up for different people. Now, thinking about this concept, the idea that consistency might look different for someone with ADHD versus someone without, this is the reason I started thinking about the way that health and fitness advice is given and how it's really unrealistic for a lot of ADHDers to apply unless we're in that hyper-focused phase, that all or nothing, we're in the all, right? It's realistic at that point, but other than that, not really, right? And after I was diagnosed, again, is when I like started putting all this together and realizing this, that like a lot of the advice that's given just doesn't work for us. For example, actually, a sweet follower on Instagram sent me, she said, I just want to vent about something. And if she listens, she's going to know who she is. I'm not, I'm not going to say her name or anything. She's like, I just have to vent about something to you for a moment. This This fitness influencer that I follow, I think she was a personal trainer, I really love her stuff. But when she she says stuff like this, it just makes me so mad. And I laughed when I saw it, what she sent me, because it's so true. It's so annoying when people think that it's what they're giving is helpful advice. What the advice said was to just go into robot mode and just go into robot mode and just get it done. You know, it's that just do it concept. Like whenever you don't want to work out, just go into robot mode and do it anyways. And I think that that advice probably is really great and really applicable for a lot of people. But this is where I saw the gap in the industry, that it's not realistic for people with ADHD, right? And what is constantly preached in the health and wellness field? Consistency, right? And I'm not disagreeing with that by any means. I am, I completely understand that consistency is so important, right? But what's preached in this space is that you must consistently go to the gym and consistently drink water and consistently sleep well and consistently eat fruits and veggies and protein. And you must never veer off course, not even for your, not for your best friend's wedding, not for your vacation, not for a special occasion. Nope. You just got to eat your meal prepped container of chicken and broccoli. No cake at all for you. We're stick into the plan. We are being consistent, right? Okay. That may be a bit of an extreme example, 
But with our all or nothing brains with ADHD, that's where we go, right? When we hear the word consistent, that's what we think it means. And I don't know about you, but this is where I used to go. And this is what I used to think. I mean, I literally have gone on so many vacations where I had coolers packed and I wouldn't eat the things that other people had. And I would just eat my cooler of packed food. I would only eat my little turkey roll-ups and I would eat my cottage cheese and I would eat my, 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 my chopped up vegetables and my salad that I brought. But I wouldn't eat the meals that people cooked because I didn't want to break my consistency. Obviously, that was in like a hyper-focused obsessive phase, right? And then inevitably later, I would swing to the other end, but that's a story for another time. So that's what I thought being consistent was. So with our brain's tendency to do that all or nothing thing, we might take it a bit too far. And then when we quote unquote fall off the wagon, then we just end up giving up all together, right? Or how about, so that that's one barrier to consistency that we have, right? And I'm not saying that these barriers are unfixable by any means, especially that one. But this next one, we can't really change. And that is when we are lacking executive function, right? Did we forget that our brains literally work different and there are going to be times and periods that our executive function is just not working optimally and our brain has essentially kind of pooped out on us and we'll literally just be in freeze mode. Our brains are wired differently. And that means in that moment, we're not able to go into quote unquote robot mode and just do the thing. We're like, it's, it doesn't work that way for us, right? And here we are beating ourselves up for that because it means that we can't be consistent, right? But what if we changed our definition of consistency to better fit us and our needs, right? Does it have to be this gung-ho intense thing? Or can it be more of an ebb and flow, right? What I used to think the word consistency meant was doing the thing that I wanted to do every single day. And honestly, I thought this for a really long time up until pretty recently because I was just pretty recently diagnosed with ADHD. So I'm putting all this together and realizing that that's not really what consistency means to me. And even when I was trying to strive for that, that's not really what I could was able to achieve or, or wanted to achieve even. So I, I used to think that it meant doing this, the same thing every single day. So let's say I wanted to be consistent with exercise. That meant I had to exercise every single day. But honestly, this isn't even really true, right? That That's not even the definition of consistency, truly. This was just the classic ADHD all or nothing thinking showing up again to ruin my day, right? <laughs> what I think consistency is now is a little different. I would more so define it now as consistently putting in effort to show up even when we've been less than perfect or dropped off for a little bit, right? Now that's a concept that you can be consistent even if you dropped off for a little bit. Have you ever thought about it that way? Or when you dropped off for a little bit, were you just too busy kind of beating yourself up? Because I know that's where I was stuck for a really long time. And I also have been thinking about this a lot in terms of executive dysfunction and ADHD and just how we operate in general. And I kind of think something that also might be kind of controversial, but it's the idea that breaks breed more consistency in the long run for us. 
Now I realize this isn't a blanket statement because honestly, I think everybody's different. So just because you have ADHD doesn't mean you operate the same exact way I do. But I'd be curious to know how many of you resonate with this. But breaks for me breed more consistency in the long run. So I know we talk about health and fitness, but let's talk about my Instagram page for a moment, for an example, because this is something that just came up for me. And I always see so many parallels between business advice and fitness advice and the way that they can kind of cross over, right? So traditional business advice, especially in social me- the social media realm, is to be so consistent with your posts. So post so many, so many times a day, post so many time, so many stories a day, post every single day, like literally don't miss a day. So many coaches will say that they posted every day for a year. And now because they did that, they don't have to do it anymore. But that's what helped them in the beginning, which I don't doubt, right? Yada, yada. I don't know. I don't even know. Honestly, I don't even know what the recommendations are because I don't follow it. (laughs) But guess what? This past weekend, I went on vacation. We went fishing down in Cocodri, Louisiana. If any of you guys are familiar with the area, message me. I had a a follower message me that she's from Louisiana and she lives in Paris now. And I thought that was so cool. So if you're familiar with that area, South Louisiana, say, hey, say, message me on Instagram and say, what's up? Bright light chels on Instagram. But okay, so I went on vacation and I didn't post a dang thing. I think the last day we were there, I posted one story. So like I just posted a story and was like, hey guys, haven't been on here. Not going to be on here for another couple days. Just wanted to let you know, you know, that's it. And I didn't stress about it. And guess what? I came back and everything was fine. I didn't lose followers. I didn't get quote unquote punished by the algorithm. I went on and I just came back and resumed my normal programming, posted a story, whatever. Same amount of views as always. (laughs) Nothing changed, right? And I'm not saying that if I didn't bust my ass to post every single day during vacation and all the stuff that would I have maybe maybe see better growth than I've seen? Possibly, probably, you know, but is that what I want to do? Would I rather sacrifice my vacation time for that? Not really, because mental health to me is just as important and taking that time off, right? And so, and I've done this a lot, right? I've kind of just, I've been pretty much consistently inconsistent with my Instagram since starting it. And I've still been able to see great progress. And that is my point, right? Now, here's another thing though. Most people can understand this concept, right? They can understand taking time off for vacation, right? You take time for vacation, you, you enjoy it, you spend time, you're present, right? Cool. I get that. Don't have to be consistent then. Totally get it. But for us ADHDers, that's not the only time that we may need to take a break from our usual consistency and whatever we're working towards, right? whether it's health and fitness goals or business growth or whatever it is. Sometimes it's just a Tuesday and you had a million things planned for that day, but you woke up and your brain said, "Mm, no thanks. You know, your brain is just not cooperating. You feel overwhelmed and then you end up freezing up and like you literally can't form a thought, let alone do all the things on your to-do list or even like decipher which thing on your to-do list you need to do first or sometimes even just write the to-do list, right? It's all just so overwhelming that it's not going to happen. And that is because our executive functioning is not consistent, 
And I think it's crucial that we change our definition of consistency to accommodate this because a lot of parts of ADHD, I think we can work with and we can improve and we can find workarounds. But that part of ADHD isn't going away. Your brain isn't going to grow the ability to have executive functioning when it just doesn't. We can manage our symptoms the best we can. We can do all the things to make sure that we're functioning optimally, but that even doing all those things, it's still, we're not going to morph our brain into a neurotypical brain, right? We can't, we can't change that. So if we can't change that, what we can change is the way we react to it and our expectations, right? Because my expectations of being of trying to be, be able to do the same thing every day, regardless of the state of my brain, truth be told, explicit warning here, but like it was really fucking me up mentally, you know? I would beat myself up because I just could not function the way everyone else could on a regular basis. I had these lulls where I just couldn't do it. And when I realized this and started honoring it instead of fighting it and giving myself self-care at that time instead of hatred and shame, that is honestly when things started looking up and improving. And it's actually, honestly, this has blown my mind because it's kind of a catch-22 because once we start giving ourselves self-compassion for not being insanely consistent all the time like a neurotypical human, that's when we're able to actually increase our consistency and find a good ebb and flow and find a rhythm. So the moral of the story is expecting ourselves to be perfect and do the same thing every day can be pretty unrealistic for most of us with ADHD. Notice I didn't say all, most of us, right? And again, you might have periods of hyper-focus where you can do it, but for the most part, it's pretty unrealistic, which is why I have built the habit edit to be catered to the ADHD human. The Habit Edit, a reminder, is the health and mindset membership, health and mindset coaching membership that I am in the midst of creating now that will be available for you very soon. But within the Habit Edit, it is absolutely impossible to fall behind because the definition of consistency in this program can look the way that you need it to. So it's built for you. It's built for the ADHD person. And I, ha- I, I thought of, I tried to think of everything of how it would be designed to work for an ADHD human. So how it works is you can hyper-focus on the program and you can dive into all the material if you want, right? But on the same note, if you fall off track for a few days or you... You, you forget about something or whatever, you're, you're lacking executive function for a few days, you, you don't fall behind. You won't be behind at all. It's literally designed that way. It's designed for you. And I've actually never seen a program run quite like this one. And because of all the thought I've put into it about how changing habits works for humans with ADHD, um, using a lot of neuroscience as well as my personal experiences and my experiences that have cultivated that I've learned from my clients that have ADHD. I've created this program to be just just perfect for the ADHD woman. It's going to be a game changer for the woman with ADHD who wants to improve her health and wellness habits. I am so freaking excited about it and it's going to be available really soon. And if you would like to get on the waitlist for it, then I have the link in my in the show notes to join the waitlist for this program. 
the program is it's a membership situation. So you can come and go as you please. You can join when you want and you can leave when you want. It's not a dedicated amount of time. So that will be available soon. If you want to get on the wait list, there's going to be a discount for those on the wait list. And also you'll have first dibs when the program opens. But it doesn't mean that you are required to join if you're on the wait list. You'll just get all that information and discount codes that everybody else won't get. So if that's interesting to you and you want to just learn more about it, join the wait list and you can do that. So with everything that I've said being said, talking about consistency for the ADHD human, I also just want to make sure that I have clarified this, that it is possible for us to increase our consistency in whatever areas we want to increase consistency. For example, I now consistently exercise, I consistently get in healthy movement, I consistently eat vegetables and protein, I consistently drink lots of water and take my supplements and feel good about my eating choices and get to bed by 9.30 p.m. and get a beautiful night's sleep. And if you would have told me that 10 years ago when I was struggling with every single one of those things, I wouldn't have believed you, right? (laughs) I would have been like, what are you talking about? So it is possible to increase consistency in the habits that you want to, but it takes time and patience and self-compassion. And as Kristen Carter has said on her podcast, I Have ADHD podcast, it also takes persistence, right? And consistently showing up even if you've been less than perfect or fallen off. P.S. If you haven't listened to I, the I Have ADHD podcast and you really like this podcast, you got to go listen to it. I binged her podcast while I was waiting for my diagnosis. And in that kind of weird limbo where you're like trying to learn as much as possible as you can about ADHD and like trying to figure out if you do actually have it and if this is really a thing, you know, you know that phase. Do you remember that phase if you got a diagnosis as an adult? <laughs> Anyways, I will link that her show in the show notes for you just constantly shouting her out in hopes that she will notice me one day and like we can be friends and also that we can be on each other's podcast one day. (laughs) So anyways, we will end on that note. And I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, screenshot it and take a little screenshot of your screen right now and share it to your Instagram story. And don't forget to tag me, Bright Light Chels on Instagram and share this podcast with your friends. And Most importantly, besides enjoying this episode, I mostly hope that it helped give you a bit more compassion for the you that you were born as because you are good enough. You are more than good enough and you don't have to prove anything to anyone to make that true. Okay, got it? We're good? (laughs) Okay, friends, I will see you next time on our next episode of Vibrancy with ADHD. Take care. Bye.